This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Here you go. Here you go. 16. 16 is the nothing personal word of the day. Friday, July 24th. Whenever you're listening to this, it may be today. If you're watching on YouTube, on the Nothing Personal YouTube channel, you're going to see clean faces everywhere. Yes, indeed. Yesterday was quite the day. Major League Baseball actually started. The season actually started. It was July 23rd. It should be like almost the trade deadline, which is normally July 31st. But no, COVID happened. Then the beards happened. Then the shaving happened, and then all of a sudden, first pitch is going to happen, and there's an announcement made that the playoffs are all of a sudden going to be expanded. And everyone is scurrying around, trying to figure out what does it mean? Is there going to, how many teams? What what are the seedings? What are the rankings? Rumors everywhere. Is there going to be a selection show? This is my favorite rumor of the entire day. Let me rewind. Major League Baseball announced several weeks ago that they were imposing a 60-game schedule on the players. There was no agreement between Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association, although they had both agreed to the universal DH and to expanded playoffs that would have taken 10 teams and made it 16. However, when they couldn't come to an economic agreement, the expanded playoffs were off the table. So when Major League Baseball imposed the 60-game schedule upon the Major League Baseball Players Association, expanded playoffs were not part of the equation. However, what you heard here on Nothing Personal is negotiations continued under the dark of night. Hello? Is this the union? Hi, it's Dan. I was just saying that we'd like some more revenue, please. Any chance of expanded playoffs? Well, Dan, this is Bruce. And the answer is, yeah, but show me the money. So baseball said, all right, we'll give you 50 large, 50 mil, and let's expand to 16. They go back and forth, back and forth. No agreement. They're not done. What is the one caveat? The agreement had to come before the first pitch of the season. The first pitch, as you all know, was 7.08 p.m. Max Scherzer to Aaron I no longer have Tommy John. I'm ready for opening day, Hicks. But there may be a delay in the game, which would have been bad for the follicles, but good for the negotiation. Maybe it'll be a rainout. Maybe they've got till 10.08 Eastern when the first pitch would be thrown by Clayton Kershaw. No, I mean Dustin May, because Kershaw got hurt. Uh Uh-oh. 
The weather looks good. Hello, Bruce, Tony. We got to get this done by 7.08. Scherzer's warming up. Let's just do 16 games. What about the selection show? Can we do a selection show? I think we should have the division winners select which opponents they want to play. What? We, we don't have time to deal with that. All right, let's just do one eight two seven three six four five. And, oh, wait a minute. What about the division winners? They've got to make the playoffs. What's the benefit for them winning the division? What, what's the incentive? Okay, we have a perfect idea. They can host the first two out of three series, and all the games will be at home. Does that work? Are you cool with that? All right, let me get back to you. We've got five minutes. 16 is the word of the day. I spoke to Molly Ringwald. She told me I could borrow 16. Anyone get that? I know. If you have to Google it, I'm disappointed. Coca, are you awake? Coca is so happy his beard is gone that I think that he's dancing on his tiptoes. I'm not sure he's paying any attention. When I say Molly Ringwald and 16, what do you say? He says crickets. Although, now that he had his beard gone, I believe he may be on different websites than the current Zoom website to do our show. In any case, 16 is the word of the day. Let me explain to you how expanded playoffs are going to work and why it's so interesting, exciting, but why there are certain teams who are clearly despondent beyond repair. So Major League Baseball has three divisions in the American League, three divisions in the National League, East, Central, West, American National. At the end of 60 games, there will be one team who wins the division. There's three American League teams who will be in the playoffs. But in the American League, there will now be eight playoff teams. Eight. Well, three division winners, that's only three. Now what? If you finish in second place, you will be seated either fourth, fifth, or sixth. Let me make sure I've been clear on that. Division winners will be seeded one, two, and three by record. The best record, first seed. The second best record of the division winners, second seed. Now, there could be a second place team in a division that has a better record than a first place team in another division in the same league. You with me? Doesn't matter. The division winner is still one of the top three seats. So then we've got one, two, three. The second place teams will then be ordered according to their record against, not each other, but their record. Who's got the best record of all three second place teams? Those are your four, five, six seats. We still have two more playoff teams. Those are the quote unquote wild card teams. That's the story that they're sticking to, that it's the top two teams in the division plus two wildcard teams. It's actually five wildcard teams, but don't get me started. So once you've got six teams in, first place and second place in the three divisions in each league, then the next two best records are the seventh and eighth seed. All right, I'm going to take a test. Books closed, pencils up. Which team gets the number five seed? D, 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 D. Who are three men who have never been in my kitchen? Oh, sorry. 
I was channeling Cliff Clavin there. The answer, the fifth seed is the second best record of the three second place teams in each league. Oh, I got it wrong. I have to say, what is the second best record of the three second place teams in each league? Question mark. We bet it all and we win. So what was rumored is that the top four teams, which would be the three division winners and the best record of the second place teams, would get to in some way choose which opponents they wanted to play with the first seed getting the choice of any one of the bottom four teams, the second best record of the division winners getting the choice of the remaining three of the bottom four teams. And I said, there's no chance that's happening. Can you imagine you walk into your clubhouse and you sit with your guys. I'm going to give you two teams. I was talking to Hakeem Dermish, who's a great anchor for CBS Sports HQ. He's, he's on the all-night shift. Uh, so if you haven't seen him, you should, based in Connecticut. He's saying, you know, the Yankees, they beat the Twins every single year in the playoffs. So if the Yankees get the opportunity, they should choose the Twins. But if you're the Twins, you're begging the Yankees to choose you. You want that blackboard material. You want that incentive. There is no way that I would allow my manager, my general manager, or my owner to in any way pick an opponent. It may be good for TV. And the commissioner of baseball had said that this is something possible. As we're moving forward, we could do an entire pick show as content for a network that we can sell and make some do-si-do. It's going to be voted down. I would get eight teams to block that vote in a nanosecond. Not worth it. That's an NWI. There's enough screwing with the baseball gods. Don't add to it. Baseball gods are like survivor gods. You don't mess with them. You just don't. You mess with the bull, you get the horns. That's another John Hughes reference because the word of the day is 16. Anybody? Anybody? Paul Gleason, Breakfast Club, you mess with the bull. He says it to Judd Nelson. Oh, come on. In any case. Okay. So, no selection show. One plays eight, two plays seven, three plays six, and four plays five. How many games, you ask? Well, the first round is two out of three, and there's no buys. Yes, that means if the Yankees have the best record in the American League, they will be playing a two-out-of-three game series starting September 29th, ending October 2nd against the eighth-seeded playoff team in the American League. But here's the advantage you get if you're one of the top four seeds. Hold on to your knickers, everyone. It's a big advantage. This is huge. This is like an immunity advantage on Survivor It's a, or a challenge advantage where you get to start like 10 minutes ahead of everybody else. And then it turns out it doesn't mean a thing because everyone catches up to you because you can't untie knots quickly. The advantage is that you get all three games at home. Huh? Okay. I get to sleep in my own bed for three games, but I don't get a bye. I've got the best record in the league. And if Garrett Cole has a bad day or a backache or he's grumpy and Aaron Judge doesn't hit a home run or Stanton doesn't go two for three, and Sanchez takes the collar, and all of a sudden we're down one game in a two out of three. We got to win two games in a row, which is hard. Baseball has the smallest home field advantage to begin with, 
Now you're adding to that two out of three. Yikes. There will be upsets, folks. Get ready. There's going to be some disappointed fan bases, some disappointed owners, presidents, GMs, managers, and players. Can you imagine if Mookie Betts, the Dodgers, Bellinger, that whole team, which, by the way, showed how unbelievable they are, and we're going to talk about what they did last night and how they did it, because, boy, did they do it, although against a crappy team. But can you imagine? They win 100 games, prorated 100. We're always going to say about nothing personal. I want to make sure. Hey, they're a 100-win team. Well, we know what that means this year, right? That means that they're a 40-win team. So the Dodgers could do that and then lose two out of three. And then what? Does Dave Roberts get fired? It's not great. Extended playoffs. 16. Guess who may make the playoffs? There could be playoff games in Buffalo. Why? Is anyone paying attention? Is anyone paying attention to nothing personal? The Toronto Blue Jays were told by the Canadian government that they were not allowed to play at the Rogers Center in Toronto. And I said, Coca, did I have a wait to see on this? I'm almost positive the day that came out, I did an official wait to see that the Blue Jays will play in Buffalo. And I was completely proven wrong because everyone said I didn't know what I was talking about. But I told you on this show that Russ Atkins, or is it Ross Atkins, the GM, and Mark Shapiro, the president, promised the Blue Jays players that they'd play in a major league facility. And I told you, the listener, I said, he shouldn't have done that because why not try to underpromise and overdeliver? Because now he overpromised and underdelivered. Because guess what? The Blue Jays are playing in Buffalo. No, no, they're playing in Pittsburgh, we were told. No. Politicians, governors said, no, thank you. Uh, Baltimore did a release. We would love the team in Baltimore. Then you've had the mayor and the governor of Connecticut. How about Hartford? Everyone was standing up. Why not us? Why not now? What a great opportunity to show that we can host a major league team. Maybe you'll think of us for expansion. You think Hartford didn't have some nefarious thought processes as they try to get a major league team as they've always tried to get one? Hmm. Hmm. Nope. Wasn't going to happen. The lights in Buffalo were terrible. It's not a major league clubhouse. It's a minor league facility. (laughs) Everyone feels so sorry for the Blue Jays players. Maybe they'll play 60 games on the road, we said. There'll be nomads. The Toronto nomadics. Just pay attention. They're going to Buffalo. Now, what's the worst news of the day? All the teams who used to think that they had road trips to Toronto now have road trips to Buffalo. Now, don't at me at David P. Sampson. Don't get annoyed because I'm saying that Buffalo's not a great road city. I'm just saying that Buffalo's not a great road city. And you're saying you got to stay in your hotel anyway. And I'm saying, okay, not going to happen. I think Buffalo may be added to the list of what our players used to call as their rest cities. St. Louis was on that list. You go to the city and you don't go out because there's nothing to do. So you rest for when you go to the New Yorks of the world and the Montreals and the Torontos and the Washingtons. I think Buffalo will now become a rest city. Do I think that the Blue Jays have a disadvantage by playing in Buffalo? Absolutely not. They have a disadvantage because they play in the AL East. 
Do I think the Blue Jays have a smaller chance of making the playoffs now? No, they actually have a better chance of making the playoffs because they're expanded to 16. Wait to see what's correct. That was July 20th. You can book it. Mark that a yes. Hold on, I got to do a nasal test. Wait for it. I'm going to stick my reading glasses, my plus 1.5ers, right up the schnozzle. Schlemiel, Schlemazel, Haas and Pfeffer Incorporated. We're going to do it. Give us every chance. We'll take it. I miss Penny Marshall. Is that okay to say? She directed League of Their Own, one of my favorite baseball movies that I try to watch around opening day every year. I have not gotten to it yet this year because it's been so busy. But League of Their Own will be watched at some point this first week of baseball. I miss Penny. She passed away. She played on Laverne and Shirley. Do you remember? She had the big L. She played Laverne. Anyway, Shlemiel Shlemazel. So I'm going to stick this up my nose, and I'm taking a test. And here's what's going to happen. I'm going to test negative for COVID-19. Or I'm going to test positive for COVID-19. And then tomorrow, I'm going to do it again, and I'm going to test negative for COVID-19. Or I'm going to test positive for COVID-19. And then I'm going to do another test, but this will be saliva. Ah. If I don't get the piece of saliva right underneath the head of lettuce that gets stuck at the left back incisor, I'm going to be negative. If by chance I flossed and have no blackberry seeds from the smoothie of the day in the bottom right thing, I may test positive. Why am I going through all this with you? Do you really need a dental lesson? Last night... I had the first nothing personal pod. The nothing personal pick of the day was the Nationals getting a dollar thirty, and then all of a sudden it was released that Juan Soto, their MVP candidate, middle of the lineup, twenty-one-year-old phenom. The next Miguel Cabrera. How many times do we see that and hear that? But this guy really should be the next. He's going to win MVPs. He already has a World Series ring. This guy's the real deal. He tested positive. He's out of the lineup. That's it. Our NP pod is screwed. I told Coke I wanted to absolutely refilm the entire show. But no, I stuck to it. This is an issue because then throughout the day, I started preparing everyone for what the reality would be in baseball. The reality would be that when you think you know your lineup, You've got to be ready. That's why there's a taxi squad. That's why there's 60-man rosters as everyone's ready at a moment's notice because a positive test, five minutes till game time, you're out. You can't play. Juan Soto took that test a day before or two days before but didn't get the result until the afternoon of opening day. Done. He can't play. He then took two more tests last night, both negative. So if he has another negative test, Anytime after, let's say, 7 p.m. tonight, he could actually play tomorrow, which would be game two of the season. There's so much confusion about what happens when players test positive and negative that MLB and the union came out with a bit of a clarification. They're going to allow positive test takers who are asymptomatic, they will get to appeal to a some sort of medical board, and I don't mean Stratego or Sorry or Connect Four. 
It's some sort of group of individuals jointly chosen, let's say, by the union and by the teams, by the owners, to figure out if the positive test taker is asymptomatic and then to figure out like four or five other criteria, then to put it into the Dr. Seuss star belly sneeches machine and out comes a ruling, yeah, we know you had a positive test, but you're asymptomatic and you passed four of the other 17 criteria and our group says you're GTG. Good to go. Oh my God, I can suit up. I'm playing. Back in the lineup. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play today. That's what players are saying because they're sitting home with a positive test and they feel great and they're missing games. Now, remember, if you're on the COVID list, you're getting service time, you're getting paid, but they want to play. I would like to tell you how it's going to work going forward with testing and with positive versus negative versus who's going to play versus who can't. And I'm here to tell you because I'm nothing personal. We do it honestly. I don't have the first clue and neither does anybody else because new reports are coming out every other day. There could be new protocols. A positive may be a positive. A positive could be a negative. A negative could be a false negative or a false positive, but it may be true that you were negative, but you could be positive. Or you could have a true positive that used to be a false negative that then becomes a true negative because the positive ends up being false. Or in a very, very unique scenario, you could have two negatives that turn into a positive. Please tell me that you're laughing at home. Anybody? Dylan Berger, you've got to be laughing. The physicist who listens to the show. Anybody? Coca? Could you be my studio audience today, Matt? Tell me that you're listening to the show. Tell me that you understand that and you laughed. No, he's not even, he's not even talking to me. He's, he's just, he, Coca, you can't, I know your beard's gone, but you can't whisper. No? Okay, I'm going to explain it. No, I'm not. If you don't know the two negatives are equal a positive, then there's nothing to talk about. I'm moving on. Okay. When we come back, do you know how famous Norman Jewison is? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Welcome back. I wanted to talk about Norman Jewison today because he directed a movie that I watched a few days ago for the 14th time, and I absolutely love it, and it is necessary to discuss it with you today. It stars Iron Man. Actually, Marissa Tomei is also in the Marvel movies somewhere. Isn't she Peter Parker's mother? She's the Oscar winner for My Cousin Vinny, but I think she's Spider-Man's mother, but I could be wrong. She also played Pete Davidson's mother in The King of Staten Island. But she's in this movie. Robert Downey Jr.'s in this movie. Bonnie Hunt, Renee Zellweger's sister from Jerry Maguire, the great character actress who's in a lot of movies. Fisher Stevens. Anyone have a recollection of him from Short Circuit? These are the four stars of a movie called Only You. Only You is from 1994. It's about a woman, Marissa Tomei, who believes in destiny and fate. And when she was a child, she was told that she would find, fall in love with, and marry someone named Damon Bradley. She never finds Damon Bradley. She's about to get married, but all of a sudden, a call comes in from a Damon Bradley. She then goes on a search that brings her to Europe in her wedding dress to find Damon Bradley, her destiny. And who is Damon Bradley? Is it Billy Zane? Is it Robert Downey Jr.? Or is it some schnook at the airport counter? You're going to have to watch and wait to see. It's a great romantic comedy. They filmed part of it in Positano at a hotel called the Serenus, which is in near Capri in Italy. It's just beautiful. It's romantic. It's nice. It's fun. And it's got gravitas. The, first of all, the stars, obviously, are major stars. But Norman Jewison, he directed The Hurricane, Denzel Washington, that true story, Moonstruck, and don't forget... Sevy, The Milkman, The Matchmaker. He directed Fiddler on the Roof, the movie. Check it out. Only you. Okay. Coca, hit it. You know what I want? <laughs> I want to talk to Samson. Coca's got to pay attention to the So You Want to Talk to Samson part of the show. Because he presses, I think, what color button do you have on your color soundboard? Is it the blue, the light green, the dark blue, the pink, the hot purple? I think you have to assign it. So he's got, he's red. So when he hits a red button, all of a sudden you hear from Half-Baked, it's so you want to talk to Samson. It's a segment. And the segment is that what we're doing is you go into Twitter at David P. Samson. And then after that, go into my DMs, ask a question. I'm going to answer it. I appreciate, by the way, all of the support that you give Nothing Personal. We're up for podcast, sports podcast of the year. We may be nominated. We're shortlisted to be nominated. If you go on the YouTube channel, Nothing Personal with David Sampson, or as part of the details of this pod, wherever you download your pod, 
you can sign in, do an email, do a quick password, just do nothing personal as your password or whatever you want. And because you only need to use it once and then go to the sports category, nothing personal with David Sampson. It's only for another week. So you'll only hear me bothering you about this for seven more days. And while we're here, don't forget that we also have to do the end of month mailbag pod. That's coming in next week already. It's the end of July. I can't even believe that. How is that possible? End of July is the mailbag pod. And uh, put your questions. If you rate and review on Apple, I know, do you have a pen? I know we're going through this a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to handle. Five stars is the review, is the rate. Then you review by writing, hey, that's a cool pod. And then you ask a question. I'll put that in the mailbag pod. So today, so you want to talk to Samson. You know, you know what I <laughs> All right. By the way, that's part of the quarantine. Go, Coca, now. You know what I want? <laughs> I want to talk to Samson. Oh, my God. We're violating so many copyright laws. I love it. Okay. Do Bryce Hop- Harper's comments on JT Realmuto impact the Phillies and make them sign him long term? Let me tell you what I'm talking about. That's a great question. It happened yesterday. So you heard the news with the Dodgers. You heard that Clayton Kershaw got scratched, right? He had a back problem. And you heard that they signed Mookie Betts to a $365 million 12-year extension that goes into effect in 2021. Mookie Betts is the guy they traded. Betts and Price they got from the Boston Red Sox. David Price opted out. So the Dodgers saved $6 million this year, remember? Is this ringing a bell to anyone? Well, Mookie Betts signed this large extension. Bryce Harper is the $330 million Phillies player. He was with the Nationals. He left the Nationals. Then the Nationals won a World Series title. He went to Philly. Philly did not make the playoffs in Harper's first year. Harper's another one of the players, much like Patrick Mahomes, who left money on the table because he wanted players around him. Let me just say before we start the answer of your question, Bryce Harper did not leave $1 on the table for another player. He wanted to beat Stanton, and Stanton was signed for $325 million. He wanted $325 plus, and he waited and waited and waited, and he got 330 from Philadelphia way back in February as spring training had already started back in 2000 and I don't know the year. It must have been February of 2019. Isn't it amazing that we don't know what year it is? We know it's 2020, but what month and when things were. I believe Bryce Harper signed with the Phillies in February of 2019. Now Bryce Harper's claiming, as he did during his press conference, when he also said he wanted to help bring a World Series championship to the Nationals. Check that out on YouTube. It's hilarious because he did bring a World Series championship to the Nationals. So Bryce Harper got the $330 million, and now he believes he owns the team. Bryce Harper, you don't own the Philadelphia Phillies. You're going to throw your weight around and think that you can pressure the owner, John Middleton, and the president of baseball operations, Andy McPhail, one of the most experienced one of the most experienced executives in baseball. And you think your comments are going to do anything? You must because you keep doing it and you did it again. Why? Because he wants his teammate, a former Marlin who we drafted and I know very well, and he is, let me tell you about JT Realmuda. 
He's the Phillies catcher. The Marlins traded him to the Phillies. I did not. I had already been gone by then. He is a leader in the clubhouse. We knew this from the minute we saw him. He was going to be a leader, a captain, and the best catcher in baseball. And I don't say this often because we don't get a lot right. We miss a lot. I missed a lot in 18 years. A lot, a lot. Like a lot, a lot. But not with JT. We went to JT to sign him to an extension when he was a young player. And it didn't happen because back then, he had never won anything because the Marlins hadn't won anything. He had no uh, batting titles. He had no MVPs. He had no silver sluggers. He had no gold gloves but he was going to be really good. And we wanted to pay him a lot because we tried to do a Yelich type deal, the first Yelich deal where we could get an advantage. We were told by JT that he wanted to be paid in his free agent years, the equivalent of what Buster Posey and Joe Maurer made, if not more. He wanted to set the market for catchers. And I sat with JT in a lunchroom. I don't remember what city we were in. I really don't because they all look alike. Eventually, when you're on the road enough, all the cities, all the hotels, everything looks alike. That's why, actually, there's a printed itinerary that players get so you know what city you're in. And we get the itinerary, too, as traveling executives. There's a player we used to have, one of my favorites, Luis Castillo, and he won the World Series with us. He's second baseman. He never knew what city he was in. He never paid attention to the itinerary. And he would always ask, you know, where are we? Because he literally wouldn't know because you get on the plane, the plane lands, you get on a bus, you go to a hotel, your key's waiting for you, you get in your room, you look at the itinerary, I've got to be at the ballpark at 3 p.m., you leave your hotel at 2.40, you get in the ballpark at 3, then you go back to the hotel, you get some food ordered in, you do whatever you're going to do and whatever, and then you get back on the plane. You get your bags packed for you and that's it. So I was sitting with JT somewhere. And we were talking about this offer. And I said, JT, you're getting the highest pre-arbitration offer of any catcher ever. And he said, I won't do it. I won't give you free agent years if you don't put me at a level of Maurer or Posey. And I said, how do you expect to get there? He said, well, that's where I deserve to be. And I said, you may at that time, but you don't now. And this was years ago. Well, we're now at that time. JT Realmuto will be a free agent at the end of this year. He has worked his way and gotten to the promised land. Not very many players do, and he has turned into exactly what we thought he would turn into. The best catcher in the game. He wants a contract that is higher than Joe Maurer and Buster Posey, more than $23 million a year, average annual value, which is what Maurer got. Remember when Maurer signed that huge deal and he ended up at first base with the Twins and they never won with Maurer? I don't think they won anything. They may have made it to the playoffs a few times, certainly no rings. So Harper has been carrying JT's water because JT was negotiating before COVID hit. There was a lot of pressure on the owner, John Middleton. They thought they were going to get a deal done. They could not get a deal done. And then COVID hit. And then, correctly so, the Phillies said, Listen, it's a new ball game. We don't know what the world is going to look like. It doesn't make sense to sign a free agent right now or a free agent to be. This is before Mookie Betts signed. And I told you that I agree. There's no question the Phillies should not. As stupid as they were to give Harper 330, 
Why compound stupidity with stupidity? You don't know where the market's going to be. You don't know the long-term revenue impact. You cannot put yourself in a position where you're going to be paying a luxury tax and you do not have to be. You just can't. It's not responsible. But Bryce Harper would have none of it. He said, I'm going to be here for a long time and I want what's best for the organization. And I think everyone in our clubhouse wants what's best. Open parens, SIC for them. So I think from the top to the bottom, we have guys in control that want that we want that as well. Harper said, so if JT is the best for our organization, that's going to set us up long term to try to win World Series. We can do that. And now we get to the sentence. I think my contract is pretty suitable to bring guys in here. That's why I lengthened it out for as long as I did. Hopefully we can get that deal done to the best of our ability. I don't even know what to say. I really don't even know what to say. You don't have that right. Do you think that John Middleton is reading that statement and saying, you think that you took 13 years? You took 13 years because that's the only way we would get you to 330 and you needed to beat Sands 325. Why not just come out and say that? Just be honest about it. Say, yeah. Instead, he says, I did this so we could sign these players. Give me a break. That's it for Bryce Harper. That's it for So You Want to Talk to Samson. It's not going to impact the Phillies one bit. Okay. We've got drama. Pan down. Pan down. We've got drama. Who would you say is the most drama-filled football team right now, if you had to? Anybody? Nobody? Type it in. I think the Jets pretty much win. We've covered the Jets so many times, which is amazing because they stink. But we've covered them because of just yesterday. Wait a minute. Did we get to it on the show yesterday? Did we talk about Woody Johnson yesterday, Coca? Yes. Okay. So we covered the Jets yesterday with Woody Johnson and what was going on with him as ambassador of the UK. We've talked about Adam Gase, the coach. I've mispronounced his name almost every time. I thought it was Adam Gaze, as in I'm gazing into the future, but I'm hearing that it's Adam Gase that rhymes with case, and it's spelled that way. So Gase, anyway, the guy that the Dolphins fired, remember, couldn't get along with his players. Then he got hired by the Jets immediately, remember that? And then we had players that were not too happy with Adam. Do we remember that? And then we had Jamal Adams. We talked about him several times on the show. Several nothing personal episodes. He's a defensive back for the Jets, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? But it's been perfect for nothing personal because he's the one who wanted that extension. He was angry, demanded a trade when he didn't get the money. He didn't care about the pandemic. Pay me my money. Pay me my money down. I miss you, Bruce. Well, Jamal Adams is back in the news. The Jets are back in the news. And this one is a doozy. Jamal Adams gave a quote. This is, it can't be. When we do the show, we prepare for the show, we have topics that we want to do. And then when things happen that I haven't seen or that I don't have in the show or that Coca, and we just, before we prepare for the show, Coca will go through his list of things that he wants to talk about and that he wants, he and I want to discuss. He said, did you see Adams? And I said, bud, John Quincy, 
Who? No, no, Jamal. I said, what, what now? What could possibly be with Jamal Adams now? Here we go. This is Jamal Adams talking about his own head coach. Keep in mind, training camp for the Jets is due to start in quatre jours, four days. Jamal Adams on his coach. I don't feel like he's the right leader for this organization to reach the promised land. As a leader, what bothers me is that he doesn't have a relationship with everybody in the building. At the end of the day, he doesn't address the team. This is Adams talking about his own head coach. If there's a problem in the locker room, he lets another coach address the team. If we're playing S-H-I-T-T-Y and we're losing, he doesn't address the entire team as a group at halftime. He'll walk out of the locker room and let another coach handle it. When asked to comment, Adam Gase could not be reached. If I'm Adam Gase, I march into the GM's office. I don't know his name. It could be Joe Douglas, but I don't know the name of the GM of the Jets. I then march into Christopher Johnson's office, and then I get on a plane to the UK and march into Woody Johnson's palace while, of course, announcing that he is a man. And I say, here's how this is going to work. If Jamal Adams is not suspended and traded or released, fire me. Right now, I'm not quitting and I'll work on a buyout. But one of two things have to happen. Either you choose Jamal Adams or you choose me. Because I'm not walking back in that locker room with this team with what Jamal Adams said without any action being taken. It's your choice. Granted, we haven't won. Granted, I don't get along with anyone. Granted, the superstars who aren't really superstars don't like me. Granted, I let my coaches address the team. That's okay. That's my decision. I'm the head coach. Your decision is to fire me. If you're the GM of the team and the owner of the team and you do not take care of the situation, that is negligence. When you've got a player who goes this public for retribution, which means it's not a source, this was actually said by Jamal Adams. When you have that, you step in immediately. This gets taken care of today, not tomorrow, today. Let it pass. People are tweeting, let it pass. It'll be fine. Everything will be okay. If you're Adam Gase, you cannot let this pass. If you're the Jets, you cannot let this pass. And if you're Jamal Adams, what are you doing? You don't go public against your head coach, no matter how incompetent he or she is. You don't do it. You think that makes you attractive to teams who want to trade for you? If I'm an owner of another team and I say, Jamal Adams, boy, he better be the best defensive back in the league because you know what? He's a big pain in the tuchus. And he said, and he, that's not promoting team building. There's going to be something that happens here. It's not my way to see. Maybe it should be, you know what? Coca, let's do an on the change, ch- wait to see on the change. That's not the expression. Um, on the road. I don't think that's the expression. On the fly, 
Oh my God. It's right presque vu. Right here, tip of my tongue. We're going to do an on the fly change of the wait to see. I said, we're going to do a double because this wait to see is so good. Remember I told you that Juan Soto uh, tested positive right before game time and then he couldn't play? A starting pitcher this season will get sodoed. It's now a verb. So there will be a some sort of positive test. Oh, that's funny, Coca. He's, he wants to call it a soda pop. Get it? Soda pop? If you're from a place that calls it pop. Soda pop, soda popped, popped for COVID. Yeah. Okay. Let's just not do that and just say, wait to see. Wait to see is when if we get it right, we tell you. And if we don't, we tell you. We got the one right with Buffalo and Toronto. Two wait to sees today. One, there will be a starting pitcher that will be a game day scratch. A game day scratch because of a COVID positive test. Even with all the changes right now, where a positive test could mean negative, the two negatives, remember that whole shtick I did like 20 minutes ago? I'm sticking to the wait to see, and there will be a starting pitcher who gets Soto popped on the day of game. But the second wait to see, a little more risky, but it's got to be definite if you're running a team. When the regular season starts for the Jets, I have an earlier wait to see from sometime way back when that Adam Gase will not be the Jets coach in 2021. That is from a, a time long, long ago. I can't even remember when that was. It was another Adam Gase special. My wait to see double feature is that game one of this season will either have no Jamal Adams or no Adam Gase. By the way, that was only a month ago on June 26th when I had the Adam Gase wait to see. I, I swear to you, Coca, it feels like a year ago. Game one, either Adams will be suspended a game, he'll be traded, released. Adam Gase will be fired. He'll quit. Something will happen. Game one, both Adams and Gase will not be in a Jets uniform, one or the other, and that's it. That's my wait to see. And I close this week on a serious note and talk about some of the social justice issues that have gone to the forefront and some of the frustration that people are having on both sides of this issue. The NBA players, when they're being interviewed in the bubble in Orlando, are taking a lot of time during their interview, and they're not answering any questions about the NBA. They're talking about wanting the arrest of the police officers, those who killed Breonna Taylor. The NBA players are doing this as a way to show solidarity and to keep that issue at the forefront. This was all part of the discussion with Adam Silver, the Players Association, and the owners as they returned to basketball while keeping the social issues at the forefront. We should discuss, there are ways to discuss both sides of this. The media has to get information from the players about the team, about the player, about the on-court action. There is a time to talk about the killers of Breonna Taylor. You can have double the media session, but you've got to answer questions because those media people have a job to do. The Tampa Bay Rays in baseball tried to do today what no other team I've seen do. MLB had a few patches. They had a few stencils for Black Lives Matter and other social justice sayings. 
the Tampa Bay Rays on opening day of a season where they could very well win the division tweeted out on their official account, today is opening day, which means it's a great day to arrest the killers of Breonna Taylor. Ladies and gentlemen, the world is changing. The world has changed. We may look back at 2020 as the time when social injustice and racism and understanding of all of the issues that exist have now become at the forefront and solutions could be coming down the pike as soon as possible. On behalf of nothing personal, the Tampa Rays, the NBA players, I'm excited we're playing ball. I'm excited that there is still attention on making this country better and changing the mistakes of our past. But I'm most excited that I have a clean face. No, I'm not. I'm most excited that our world is going to get better. I'm most excited that we get to watch games because when there's games, you very well know it's back to business. Today with the Rays, it got personal. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.